droughts. They've been going on for years, and not just where I live in North America. South of the equator, Brazil is in a drought as well. The Amazon River is low, but there is a silver lining. Never before seen ancient carvings. There is beautiful black stone all along the bank of the Black River, as it is translated into English, a major tributary from the Amazon. The drought in Brazil has brought its water lower than it's been in thousands of years. Archaeologists have started exploring the freshly exposed rock, and what they've found is fascinating. Carvings and paintings on the stone that are at least a thousand years old, maybe older, Mostly faces and stick figure drawings, but archaeologists are amazed that these have survived so long. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Archaeology reminds us that the world has been here a long time, but only Christ is eternal. He's with us today. He'll still be here tomorrow. Welcome to Haven Today here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we're in a series called Johnny Cash out of the darkness. We got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. I'm going to Jackson. I'm going to mess around. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. A song about living high on the hog in a big town sung by Johnny Cash. And at the time of the recording, his mistress, June Carter. When you think about the life of Johnny Cash and how fame and pills brought him very high, it's sad to see how low he fell. So low that by the late 1960s, he was separated from his first wife, cheating on her with June and getting into trouble with the law due to his drug addiction. How's that for the start of a haven today? But of course, if you've listened to our program for any amount of time, you know we're going to turn it to Jesus. And that's exactly what happened in the life of Johnny Cash. At the very lowest point in his life, he walked into a cave in Tennessee, hoping God would end his existence. But the Lord had other plans. John R. Cash came to the end of himself in October of 1967. His life was seemingly in shambles. His addictions had taken their toll on his career, his body, and his family. Every fiber of my being totally exhausted. And I lay there in the darkness. The end of the line. I lay there to die. An excerpt from the new documentary called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. In a moment, we're going to hear more from this well-made documentary that highlights how Johnny hit rock bottom before seeing his life transformed by the gospel. And then we'll turn to Jesus in the scriptures. Together, we'll see how there is hope for anyone, no matter how low they may have fallen. After the program... I want to send you this new documentary on DVD for your gift to the ministry. It's full of images and music from his iconic career, as well as interviews with his kids, as well as his sister. And recently watching it with my wife, 
we've both gained a new appreciation for Johnny's life and faith in Christ. And I want you to have that same experience as well. Call us after the program. Make your gift to the ministry. Ask for Johnny Cash, the redemption of an American icon. You can watch the trailer at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And remember, as I've been saying this week, you can't find this DVD on Amazon or another online store. Let's open now with a song recorded and sung by Johnny Cash. My Savior in love gave me peace from above when he reached down his hand for me. When he reached down his hand for me, for me. When he reached way down for me, for me. I was lost and undone without my God or his son. This is Haven Today and a program called Johnny Cash Out of the Darkness, and that was the man himself, an album Hymns from the Heart, when he reached down for me. And we're thinking about the redemption of Johnny Cash this week in light of a new documentary on its life. And that opening song by Johnny perfectly explains what happened to him when he reached down for me. He recorded that in 1962. Yes, right in the middle of his crazy, drug-filled days. It's interesting how the scriptures encourage parents to teach their children about the ways of the Lord. It can be a bedrock for their lives. And even when they stray, the Holy Spirit often uses those truths they know about Jesus to lead them back to Jesus. And that's what happened to Johnny Cash. He knew what he was doing was wrong, but he needed the Lord to reach out to him. He was lost and undone with God and his son until he reached down to him. It was Jesus who once said that those who seek the Lord will find him. Those who knock on the door will have it opened for them. This is true for us all. 
The Lord our God is there for us. By the Spirit, we have access to his throne room of grace. We can go to him whenever we need to. We can trust in him with everything. It's easy to say this when things are going well. It's easy to look back and to see the Lord's presence in our past. But it's hard to live this out, though, isn't it, today? It's hard to seek the Lord. When things are going well, it's hard to remember that all we have is grace and to see the Lord to give him thanks. It's especially hard to seek the Lord when things are going wrong, when we're at the end of our ropes. It's hard. The Psalms are full of cries for help in the midst of hard times, hurting people, reaching out to the Lord, asking for him to break through and bring salvation. The Psalms can teach us how to seek the Lord when the darkness seems closing in. But we can also learn from others, men and women who have faced the darkness and sought the Lord through it, only to come out with stronger faith in Christ on the other side. People like Johnny Cash. He was on top of the world, but his soul was shriveling up. He was getting deeper and deeper into addiction to drugs and alcohol. His life was falling apart. He was lost. But it was in his pit of despair that he found the Lord, literally surrounded by darkness. In a cave outside Chattanooga, the Lord finally broke through. Listen as the documentary shares the story. He is in Chattanooga, Tennessee. When his lawyer calls and tells him that his divorce was finalized. She remarried just a week later. He was full of despair. His life was seemingly in shambles. His addictions had taken their toll on his career, his body, and his family. He was estranged from his kids. They had some land down there. And on that land, there was a cave called Nickajack Cave. But my dad kept sinking deeper and deeper into depression. There were these great conflicts that seared his soul. He was really down at his lowest point. And he took a flashlight and he said he was going to crawl back in there as long as his flashlight would burn. And in the darkness, uh, laid down and basically gave up his life, gave up everything. I kept walking and crawling and climbing until my life ran out. Every fiber of my being totally exhausted. And I lay there in the darkness. The end of the line. I lay there to die. This is Haven Today, and that was Johnny Cash talking about his experience in that Nickajek cave in Tennessee. This is Haven Today, and that was the man in black, Johnny Cash talking about his experience there in Nickajack Cave in Tennessee. He said he went there to die. 
He crawled deeper and deeper into Nikachek. He was depressed. He was even angry, as well as lonely and empty. I can relate to that. I'm sure we all can. There have been times in my life that I've just wanted to crawl into a cave and forget about the world. My own sin drags me down. The sadness and suffering all around us can make us feel hopeless. And Johnny felt that. And in his despair, he really went down into the pit. But it was in that pit that the Lord met up with Johnny. And he did it in a way that we aren't really used to. The Lord came to Johnny Cash in a dream. Now, we're going to hear the rest of that story in just a moment, but I want to talk about that for just a second. It's a question we get here all the time at Haven Ministries. Can the Lord speak to us in our dreams? Now isn't the time for a theological lecture, but I think it's important to think about this. The Lord is not bound by our rules, first of all. He can speak to us any way he wants, even through dreams, even though he doesn't usually do this. We have the word, a sure testimony of the Lord's love. We don't need dreams when we have the gospel and scripture, that's true. But we shouldn't be so quick to say the Lord never uses a dream to impress upon us the importance of our salvation, the significance of Christ, the despair of our own sin. One pastor A.J. Gordon had an entire book inspired by a dream he had of an encounter with Christ that stayed with him for years until he wrote that book. Not only explaining the dream, but admitting that the Lord used it to draw him closer to Christ. And in that dream, this pastor in New England remembered seeing a stranger at church on a Sunday morning in a service, but the stranger left before he could meet him. And when he asked those around him who the stranger was, they told him, Jesus of Nazareth. The emotional response he had of missing the chance to meet Jesus isn't what stuck with Pastor Gordon. Instead, it was this verse from the Gospel of John, A little while I am with you, and then I return to him who sent me. Just before waking up, Pastor Gordon recalls saying to himself, he was here today. He will come again. And that vision stayed with him throughout his ministry. The thought of Jesus meandering into his life and his ministry kept his eyes on the Lord and encouraged him to walk ever closer with him day by day. A.J. Jordan, you might know of him because he went on to establish a Christian school, Gordon College, outside Boston, and then later Gordon-Conwell Seminary. Johnny Cash had a dream, too. It wasn't in a church, and he wasn't preaching. But this dream drew him closer to the Lord and eventually led him back to the church. Well, let's hear what happened to Johnny down, down, down in that cave outside Chattanooga called Nickajack. But he woke up in the darkness of that cave and felt that loneliness and the emptiness and realized where he'd put himself. And it was like this feeling came over me that uh, that he wanted to speak to my heart. You do not control your destiny. But it's my will that you do not die now. God said, I'm not through with you by any means. 
He said, I'll show you the way out. Come on. Then the, the urging came over me to get up and start crawling. I don't have any idea how long I crawled. Johnny said there was some sort of a light that guided him to the entrance of the cave. For hours, he crawled on the ground. It didn't have a flashlight. It didn't have anything. But then finally, I felt the wind. Before long, I saw a light. The entrance to the cave. The hand of God that led me. He faced himself. He faced his temptations. He faced his worldliness. And God's love brought him back. But he crawled out of Nick or Jack Cave alive. He saw the light. He was given God's grace. He came out wanting to be right with God. Doesn't mean he was perfect with God, but he wanted to be right with God. I was losing my voice. I had stopped composing. I didn't have any heart for what I was doing. And I realized that, uh, that God didn't want me to live that kind of life. He had to put himself into that darkness before he would appreciate the light. And that's what happened, is that he came out a different man. And when he finally did give up those things that were weighting him down, the thing that helped him do that was his faith in God Almighty. And in that cave, he hears the Lord say, what are you doing here? This reminds me of a story from the Bible, a similar experience that involved the prophet Elijah. Here is this prophet of the Lord who's depressed and discouraged, and he goes into a cave, and while he's in that cave, God said, what are you doing here? Johnny came out of that cave a different man. Now, he was a man on a mission. All that success, all the partying, all the money, all the fame, it's not real anymore. And uh, you start realizing what is real. We saw him at his lowest, but that is where he remembered that God was on his side. You know, Jesus doesn't say, clean up your life and come to me. He effectively says, come to me and I will clean your life up. At that moment of despair, he chose to get back up. There is a light. If you'll hang in there long enough, you will get through the tunnel. And that's exactly what Johnny Cash did. I came back from uh, Nickajack Cave in uh, June. She said, "You're dying. You know, you'll die if you don't if you don't get off of the off the amphetamines and the sleeping pills." And I said, "I know it. I will." And she said, "I'll tell you what I'll do. I um I want to save your life, and I'll be here at this house every afternoon." And that way you can stay straight and look forward to seeing me, and we'll get this thing whipped. Without question, June Carter saved the life of Johnny Cash. She helped him to get off the pills, and she stood by his side. And June, her mother and daddy, and all my family and friends were downstairs sleeping in sleeping bags, and it kept me going. They were praying together, and the Lord brought him through that. It was a spirit of, of the love of God that... Uh, that made a survivor out of me, not only a survivor, but a sustainer. This is Haven Today and another excerpt from the new documentary on the life of Johnny Cash and his redemption. Down, down, down in that cave, Johnny remembered that the Lord was on his side, that he could trust the Lord with all his heart, mind, and strength. Johnny went down in the cave to die, but he came out a new creation, ready to follow Jesus. And doesn't that sound similar? 
Jesus went into a cave, actually a tomb. And three days later, he emerged. He was the resurrected king. Johnny Cash didn't die for anyone. He wasn't going into the cave to save anyone, not even himself. But even there, the Lord was doing something. He was showing us how new life comes. It comes through darkness. It comes through death. Christ died and rose again, leaving that tomb and bringing all of us into the presence of the Lord. The resurrection gives us new life. All of us who have met the Lord know what this is like. It's like waking up from a dream and realizing the Lord's on my side. It's like getting up and finding our way out of the darkness as we follow his voice into the light. It's like exiting a cave and finding the joy of salvation there for us with open arms. Salvation looks like finding Jesus and seeing for the first time that he's been with us all along, every step of the way. He was there, and he is here, and he will come again. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see, was Amazing Grace, sung for us by Johnny Cash. Hearing him sing some of his favorite hymns this week has been a real blessing on Haven Today. His voice is so unique, the lyrics so powerful, it's no surprise that he was an American icon. But due to sinful choices, it wasn't all glamour. And in the new documentary on his life that we have for your gift to Haven Today, You'll see those ups and you'll see those downs, but you'll also realize how his faith in Jesus Christ gave him hope. Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon, one of the best feature-length documentaries I've seen in a long time. 
is full of images and music from his iconic career. I enjoyed hearing from some of his children as well as his sister. But most of all, I gained a new appreciation for Johnny's life and faith in Jesus that I didn't know about. And I know you'll be encouraged to see how God gave a broken man a chance to come home, to come home to the Lord. And he did. So contact us right now. Make your gift. We're listener supported, so we'd really appreciate your help. But we want to send you this documentary on DVD called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. You can't find this DVD on Amazon or other online stores. Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. Come to our website, watch the trailer, make your gift, get the DVD. Or like somebody yesterday, they made a significant gift to the ministry and ordered 20 copies when they went to haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or call us right now and ask for the DVD at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. And let me make a suggestion as well. This would be a great film to watch with family and friends who don't yet know Jesus as Savior and Lord. The gospel is clearly presented by Pastor Greg Laurie, who helped produce the film. And as we have to go now, if you wanted to but still didn't get your copy of Experience the Old Testament, Ten Stories of Deliverance, we still have that CD set for your gift as well. We also have it as a digital download. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when together we're going to get to share this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Do we have a responsibility to others? If so, to what extent? This can be a hard question to answer. We see all sorts of suffering in our world. People in need of shelter, children who need loving homes. What can we do? Proverbs was written as a guide for a king in training. At the heart of the book is the need to fear and trust in the Lord. But it also has a lot of practical advice, like in Proverbs 3.27. Don't withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is in your power to act. What is our responsibility? It's not groundbreaking. Do good unto others whenever you are able. Ask God for an opportunity to practice this. Get daily encouragement from God's Word with Anchor Devotional. Try it out at getanchor.com.